everyone. This is episode 732 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, August 7th, 2020, aka my good friend Justin's birthday. And if you don't know who Justin is, he is the host from Animazingly Baka with the bad taste. He may not agree with that sentiment, but we all know it's true. Oh my god, is his taste bad? I can't stress how bad his taste is. If his taste was a real taste, it would be mayonnaise because holy shit, does it suck. Anywho, he, he's, a, he's a good dude. Happy birthday to him. I'll be recording with him tomorrow about Lovely Complex. If you like anime and you haven't checked out Animes in the Baka, you absolutely should. But I should also tell you who I am. And I am the host of this podcast, as well as Animes in the Baka, half of Animes in the Baka, Mark... Kushness. And today I'll be talking about Heroes of Hammerwatch, Sessions, and Parkasaurus. And that's it. That's that's it. No news. I got nothing else to say, so I'm going to jump right into what I've been playing. But before that, all I really want to say is Rocksteady finally announced that they are making a Suicide Squad game and we can expect more details later in like two weeks or something, like August 22nd or, or something like that. So the rumors from a month or so ago have been confirmed to be true that they're making a Suicide Squad game, and I'm happy to finally have that news out there, but I, of course, would have been so happy to be pleasantly surprised by a Ninja Turtles game. Not that I ever expected that to happen, but I am at least happy that they're not making a Superman game because that just doesn't sound like a good time. Anywho, Heroes of Hammerwatch has... I don't remember if this was originally released on consoles and now came out with the ultimate edition because it just came out on i believe everything in an ultimate edition that includes all the dlc for 20 bucks and i feel like i've played it before or maybe it's just hammer watch because i think there's a hammer watch that came before this but regardless heroes of hammer watch feels a lot like a gauntlet roguelite with town building aspects and some sense of progression. That's why it's a roguelite, not a rogue-like. And I really like it. I definitely have only scratched the surface of it. There's plenty there, especially now that all the DLC is included in this package. But the way it works is that you have your town, and this is just the base game, not including the DLC. Because I went to the DLC zones, they are very much so late game or, or post main game content because I, I just got wrecked. I went into the what I believe would be the second area's dungeon and aggroed some <laughs> enemies and uh, it didn't go over so well, which is to say I aggroed about half a dozen or maybe a few more than that. And I don't know if I really did any damage to them. They just came up on me right away and killed me in like two shots. So that didn't work out so well but the the main area you have your town and you got a handful of buildings uh, and there are things that aren't there yet that you will gain as you build up your town and you go into the mines and collect gold and so many ands you're collecting gold and ore that you use to upgrade buildings and stuff like that and it's just a it's a good time uh, it feels very much like Gauntlet in that, I mean, one, it looks like Gauntlet, but just way, way prettier, like how a Gauntlet game would look today 
if they were to remake a classic gauntlet game, not a 3D one like Dark Legacy or whatever those games were, like in the arcade. And I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. The, the way it works is that you go into the mine and you're progressing from level to level to level. You fight enemies, you collect coins, whether they be copper or silver, gold coins. And the way you can make it so that if you die, you don't lose all that stuff is that on, I don't think it's on each level, but you can scour the entire level. And if you find an elevator, you can send your gold and any ore you've collected back up to the surface so that if you die, you don't lose that stuff. You will pay a tax, and it seems like the tax is different. I don't know what makes it different because at one point it was 5% and at one point it was 15%, and this was on the first level. So it doesn't seem like it. the, the tax itself gets higher the deeper you are in the mines. And as you progress through the mines, you will reach bosses. The first one is a stone boss, which can be a bit of a pain. And initially, you're going to get wrecked. You're going to have to go through the mines and do a few runs to level your character up and get better equipment, improve the town so that you can upgrade your equipment and purchase stuff. And it's it's got some it's got a good loop to it, which I like. I don't know what kind of legs it's going to have. It could get old real fast. But it feels very much like a game that would be great on Switch to just play in bite-sized chunks. And it's just it's it's good time. You can play online co-op, which I didn't mess around with because I'm not, I'm not playing with strangers and I don't know anyone else who has it. But as a solo experience, it was still an enjoyable time. The mines are filled with bugs, mostly. The the second area where I got wrecked, that had actual humanoids. There could be humanoids later on in the mine. But, um, yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of classic gauntlet-type gameplay and the whole town-building aspect. And just... If you, if you enjoy Rogue Lights, where you are going through these areas, making runs, but you are keeping some progression, whether that be the gold and ore that you send back up to the town or your levels, any experience and all that kind of stuff, that stuff is persistent. You don't lose your level or anything like that. So you're no matter how a run goes, if you die right away or you make it fairly deep into the mines, you won't ever leave feeling like you didn't at least accomplish something, which is something I always appreciate. I don't I don't mind rogue likes where it's always a fresh run completely, but I do enjoy roguelites more just because it feels like you're at least made like I think roguelikes have a much finer space in which to make something really good and satisfying. Like Spelunky, which I mean you get the, the shortcuts to areas. But I think that's all in terms of any kind of, not progression, not even, you wouldn't even call that progression. But um, yeah, that is again Heroes of Hammerwatch, the ultimate edition. And I believe it is available on everything now. Then I played a little bit of Sessions, which is one of the two skateboarding games that has recently come out. I believe Skater XL 
came out came out or skater xl might also be in early access but sessions is definitely in early access and it's available on xbox as part of the game preview program i downloaded it tried out the demo and it's it is very much an early access game i'm surprised by how little is there given that i feel like it's been in the works for over two years there's not much there in terms of areas you can mess around with and the the thing that's surprising is the fact that the fundamentals i mean the areas i think there are more than you actually can find and that you have to just like fast travel them because i got to a skate park that i didn't realize was in the game when i decided to back out of the, the main menu and then start in a new area so there might actually be more there in terms of that but what surprises me is that just the core fundamentals aren't completely in place. Uh, E.g. grabs are not implemented. So you can do flip tricks, but you can't do any type of grabs, which is surprising. I thought that in this form that, you know, they might be limited in terms of area. The visuals would be janky. Maybe they have issues with physics, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that such a core aspect of tricks being grabs aren't there is just a little bit surprising and i'm i'm curious if it's it's I, I went to the skate park and i i don't even remember if i saw any kind of half pipes where you could do big grabs so i'm wondering if this is more of a street skating type of game that is more focused on flip tricks and all that stuff but i mean they, they said that grabs will be coming in at some point that they're working on grabs but in terms of what is there it definitely doesn't look that great i think skate 3 on the the, not the series x but the xbox one x with the x enhancements might actually look better and the gameplay is weird i understand wanting to take a more semi approach but the control scheme they've picked does not compute with me. And it's something that if I had the game uh, completely, I could just mess around with it more and maybe get used to it. But I'm not, it's 20 bucks if you're interested in joining in on early access, but I'm I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for what is currently there. But the way it works is that like pretty much all these games, it starts off, the same way. You press A or X to push off your board and gain speed. And that's like, okay, that makes sense. Now, if you want to turn your character in a direction or whatever, you might think, well, I'm going to use the left analog stick. Right? That makes sense to move my character. No, no. You use the left trigger or the right trigger to go left or right. And that, right off the bat, when I first started playing and realized, oh, that's the second thing you're teaching me, that I turn with the triggers. This is weird. This doesn't... I no longer feel like I'm controlling a person, but I'm controlling a thing. I don't know what it is. It's, it's weird. And then the way tricks work and ollieing works is that to do an ollie, you hold down on the right analog stick and then you flick up on the left analog stick. To do like a kickflip, you like tap left or right, and you can press down 
and then do a quarter turn with the right stick and then flick up with the left stick to do a pop shove it. A nollie, you hold forward on the left analog stick and then tap down on the right analog stick. And all the tricks, the flip tricks and everything like that, work in this vein where you are using both of these sticks and holding one, tapping the other, maybe doing some kind of turns with them. And it just, it it feels okay, but it also feels unnecessarily complicated. And then like skate went into the more semi route and I think it hit a sweet spot. I didn't, I, I didn't, and I don't think that we need to get more complicated. And what makes it even worse is that there are settings for difficulty or whatever their terminology is. And I was on the default one, but then there's like, whatever, like hard and then insane for two higher difficulties in terms of controls, I guess. And then there's like an easy one or something that is equivalent. And then an assisted one. And I try the easy and assisted mode just to see what those would do if they would make it more skate like. And I could not tell the fucking difference. I played it for a half hour to an hour not sure how long the preview period is. It's usually somewhere between like an hour and two hours. And I did not know what that changed. So that, that was weird, especially the assist. Like, what are you assisting me with in assisted mode? I don't get it. I don't understand what it's doing, but there's just very little there in its current build, which is, a little bit surprising, again, because I think it's been in the works for a while. I mean, it could just be a very small team. But it's a, it's, it's a little weird having these two games. I mean, I'm, I'm very curious to see what Skater XL is like and how that controls in comparison. I wish I had a copy of that to compare and contrast the two. But I'm less optimistic for Sessions now than I was prior to playing it. It, it still could turn out to be decent. And, and, and in terms of grinding, the way grinding works is that you ollie or nollie near a thing you can grind on, whether it be a rail, a just elevated surface, blah, 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 by ollieing and then holding either down or up. You know, it varies depending on which part of the stick. Like, I guess the way it works is that the left analog stick and the right analog stick correlate to your different feet so maybe I the, the left stick is probably your left foot I'm guessing I'm not entirely sure the the reasoning but that that kind of makes sense now that I'm thinking about it but you just hold down or up on one of the analog sticks to do a grind you can do a little adjustments to mess around with the grind I didn't I don't know if the game told me how to manual if that is even in the game at this point but it's very bare bones, and there are they have challenges in it that you can try and go for, like, hey, do these tricks or whatever in this area. But it's there's just not much there, and I can't see anyone getting too invested in it. The physics are ridiculous. I think that's probably the thing that will give people the most fun. It's just like it feels like it's. An early access game that is great for streamers who just want to have a silly time for probably still not that long because 
if you just touch something, your dude is going to fucking fall. And you just have a base dude. You can't, there's no character customization that I could see at this point. There's a, you can go back to your like apartment or something. And I don't remember what was in there, but I know you can't, you couldn't customize your character. But anyway, the physics are delightfully ridiculous and you just fall all the time all over the place. And that was probably the most enjoyable aspect of the game for me. And I could see myself if I was a streamer or something, be like, hey, let's just have a silly time with this game that is still very early in its development and has funny physics where I can just fall and be stupid all the time. But um, that is Sessions. And I'm assuming for the time being that it's only on Xbox and PC because I don't, I still think that PlayStation doesn't do anything with early access games and I don't even think the game is coming to Switch so check it out you can again download it for free on Xbox and try it out for however long I, th- I think whatever the, the time limit is whether it be an hour or two you will have more than enough time to realize if you want to invest in it early on and provide feedback and all that jazz. So again, that is Sessions. Then the last game we played is Parkasaurs, which is a dino sim management game, you know, where you're you're creating your own little dinosaur park and you're getting dinosaurs and you're letting people in. A theme park simulator, but it's about dinosaurs. And this is on PC. It is just about to come out of early access, I think. And I've been playing, it's it's been out since i think 2018 and i i just recently got a code for it and been messing around with it the first thing that pops out or, or pops out about the game is the visuals it is very colorful and kid-friendly like it's just a super vibrant pretty game to look at very pleasant and inviting and in terms of the game itself one i don't know if there was more to the tutorial and I just ended up skipping it or something. I don't think the tutorial does the best job of teaching you everything because it got me the base fundamentals, but then there were aspects of the game that it didn't end up telling me about that are kind of key. Like, how do I get new dinosaurs? Which involves going on, not hunts, but uh, going on digs and playing a kind of minesweeper-esque game but not there's no danger of you hitting a mine or anything like that but you have a grid and then you have your staff and each of your staff members has a certain type of thing they can do on the grid one might be able to select individual spaces one may be able to do a cross space do five spaces some might do like they're all essentially uh Tetris pieces so one could do like an L or something and you can rotate it and I think the only way to destroy a fossil is by hitting the same spot twice but in my experience after the first run when I was just figuring out how it worked I never left a dig without collecting everything so it seemed pretty easy on that front but you you go on these digs you collect these fossils and other things that you then use to along with these gems you have to buy create an egg and then you put that egg in a space and then it hatches and 
that is something I like. I, I like that way of, of going about getting the dinosaurs, that it's more than just, okay, I'm going to order this dinosaur or something like that, that you play this very simple game, but it's something that is active. And I, I like that. But I wish the game told me how to do that initially because I was like, wait, what? Do, how do I get a friggin' dinosaur? What am I doing here? I like Because I, I purchased, I think, the blueprints for Velociraptor. And I was like, okay, where's my egg? Did I, I thought I purchased the Velociraptor. Where, where is it? And then I was looking through. Oh, I just unlocked the ability to create a Velociraptor. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. And I looked at its formula, its recipe. I'm like, okay, I, could, I need this thing, which I can purchase. I can buy that. Now, where the hell do I get these other things? And then I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, oh, there's this, there's this dig thing or something or whatever it's called. Maybe that's where I can get this shit. And then when you go on a dig, you can select like, okay, I am searching for this type of dinosaur parts, these these types of fossils. So I like all that. But in terms of the, the actual managing of your theme park, that all works rather well. But the thing that this game lacks, at least so far in, in my time that I've spent with it, is that when I've gone through all the menu navigation and done all that stuff, hired my people, set up my park, built everything that I can afford to build right now, and I'm just waiting to, to maybe you know gain money or whatever, or I've already built the park out as much as I'm going to in this particular space, because it has like a campaign where you go through and you can earn this, not current, like you earn these rewards or whatever for doing thing and i think each level has four and those allow you to unlock permanent upgrades which is kind of cool but when i am finished or whatever with my park setup and i'm just there watching the humors the humors the the humans the customers coming in and checking out the various exhibits and stuff like that it's not all that interesting Watching the actual park and everything just go on is a little bit more boring than I was expecting. Like you don't, I didn't see like oh the you know like these emojis or whatever happen over people's face. Like it just feels very dull when it comes to actually watching your park and the way people are interacting with it and all that, which is a bit of a bummer. Even though a lot of the game and games like this is going in the menus and deciding things, hiring people, setting up the way this works and that works and all that jazz. But also I really enjoy watching the park and seeing the way people are interacting with my things and what I've done. And I don't feel like I get a lot out of that part of the experience, which is a bit of a bummer. Then, And maybe that'll change over time. But it's it's decent. It, it reminds me, it, the way I look at it is that this is a good game for 10 to 12 year olds because it reminds me so much of how much I enjoyed playing Theme Park on the Sega Genesis when I was around that age. And it feels like I there, there could be more depth there, but it does feel like it doesn't have as much depth as some other similar games, which isn't a bad thing. It just feels like it's it's a more casual experience and that goes oh that goes 
along well with the visual, with the aesthetic that is very vibrant, colorful, and cute. Is a very cute game. Like you're not going to see any kind of dinosaurs going crazy or being violent or bloody or anything like that. It it's it is fun seeing the, the dinosaurs grow as well and get bigger. You hear them roar every now and again. But I just I just wish that when I've finished doing all the setup that I actually got more enjoyment out of watching Mark Park than I do. That That's my one main critique uh, of the game as it stands. But it's a decent sim game that I think is definitely worth checking out for the younger folk because it definitely it feels like it's geared towards younger people and being a good introduction to the genre. Uh, and like, I mean, kids love dinosaurs. Does a kid want to make a zoo? I don't know. Probably. I mean, kids love animals in general, but like dinosaurs when you're a kid are like the coolest thing in the world. I love dinosaurs as a kid. As an adult, eh, I can live around. I mean, it's a, I think as an adult, I'm just like, well, I'm never going to actually see a fucking dinosaur. So, I mean, that that means I should actually be more excited about games that are like, oh, this is something I'll never experience in real life. Why do I care about making a zoo? I can, I can see a tiger in real life. Yeah, but it's still a tiger. Tigers are cool. Anyway, tigers, tigers are better than any dinosaur that's ever existed. Fight me about it. Tigers are the greatest animals in the world. Anyway, that is again Parkosaurus. I think it's like 25 bucks. It's, it's not too bad in terms of price. And it's available on Steam. That's where I was playing it. Not sure if it's going to be coming to any kind of consoles or anything. I think, I think it could work on consoles if it ever made the way there. But uh, currently, it's only PC, and I think that's all that's planned. I, I don't think any PD or, or ports are in the works or anything like that. But uh, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on. Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sauces. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, Attack the Backlog, and Unamazingly Baca, all of which are available on podcast services across the globe. Speaking of Attack the Backlog, I realized that the last episode, which was not many ninjas, it was Moonlighter. That was actually episode 49. So you can expect Zelda. The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, to be the next episode coming out, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So get excited to celebrate episode 50 with me and A Link to the Past. Spoilers, I like the game. It's not another Super Mario World case. So at least don't be cautiously optimistic that I'm going to end up hating or anything. I really like A Link to the Past. It's a game that I will probably replay at some point when I just want to, I don't know, I feel like at some point I kind of just want to get super lost in that game. Anywho, definitely check that out in a week. I'll remind you again on the next episode of this because it'll come out before then. But uh, yeah, you can also find the art I make on the site. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the PC Fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.
yeah, unless your name is Justin Rodriguez. If, if you are listening to this day, I hope you have a terrible day. You deserve to have a terrible day today of all days, especially. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with you, Justin? Why are you so horrible? God, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If, I, if anyone's going to have a good day today, it better be Justin. And he's going to see me today. I'm going to give him a gift and some cookies I made him. And then I'm going to get out of there because I've got so much work to do today. And I don't think he realizes how little he's actually going to see me today. But uh, when he hears this, he's going to, he's already going to know. Anywho, again. Bye.